Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Matthew chapter 10 is right. Yeah. Um, it kind of is divided up into a couple different sections, talking about Jesus sending out the apostles and the disciples and then working through expectations and then don't be afraid when you go out and mm-hmm. also expect persecution. And I'm not coming to give you peace, but the sword. What? <laughs> yeah, like, it's pretty. Jesus, what are you talking about here? Jam packed. Yeah. So you want to just pick it up at the beginning? Yeah, let's jump in. So Jesus, he's calling out the 12, here you are in verse one. He calls the 12 disciples to him, gave them authority to drive out evil spirits and to heal Mm. every disease and sickness. And then it names the 12. And so we just talked about how even like Jesus model of doing stuff is not the normal thing. Like if you were in power, I mean, even today, if you're in charge of something or if you're over something, like you exert your power by you doing it not really by like delegating or empowering other people to do it. And so even him saying like at this point, you know, we're, we've been into this faith journey for mm-hmm. a little bit. Now I'm sending you out to go do that. Yeah. Like that's kind of a new idea. Or I'd say what? The, or an su- old idea. the successful companies and, and enterprises today do a good job of this, but sure. it's not natural to a lot of us, like mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. When it comes to, it's, it's easier just to, to do things ourselves rather than teach someone how to do it. It takes a lot longer. Well, I mean, we think about that at home all the time. Yeah. Where it's like, uh, okay, let's tie your shoe. We're teaching kids how to okay, tie okay, shoes, okay. fold I'll, you laundry. Know, I, I'm just going to, let me just do it. I'll just yeah. do that. Oh, wait. <laughs> Bobby had a great idea. This is what we're doing in our house now. We have so much clothes and so much laundry. We're having family laundry time now, and we're all getting together. And yeah. Quinn and Cruz are exempt for now. Pretty soon <laughs> they're going to be folding clothes. But we all get together, and we read a book, or we talk to each other, fold clothes, and actually it comes a good time. We're doing it together. Yeah, we just sit collectively. Because number one is like just less stuff, less stuff for everybody. So we'll donate, donate. Yep. And then number two is we're, these are all of our things. Let's do this together. And it can become, you know, a... Uh, a holy mundane moment, actually, I where like we're it. sitting in a circle, we're throwing, like, this is your t-shirt, you know, fold it as best as you can and get mm-hmm. it. And I'm going to relinquish that. I'm going to like be <laughs> the leader there and I'm yeah. going to empower you. <laughs> Pretty soon they're going to be doing their own laundry, making their own food. It's going to be great. So when you see your kids walking around and they've got like a, like, you know, I could just picture like Quinn wearing like Cal's extra large, like wrinkle, like just you just bless the them. The one thing we have to and get, yes. by the way, is remembering to take the name tags off the clothes before we put them in the washer. That's true. We've had a few casualties. It's, yeah. Don't know anyway. how we got here. But we're going <laughs> back to the first verse. Yes. Oh, leadership, model, yeah. developing people. Yeah, I think what Jesus does, and like I guess what we're trying to do with laundry, is <laughs> I lead and you watch, and then I lead and you help. Mm-hmm. You lead, I help. Mm-hmm. You lead, I watch. And then here you go. Right. And we've talked about this before, if you if you listen to the podcast before. Yeah. Um, and that's just a really effective method. And like the sermon series we're in right now as a church, we're pressing into it a little more firmly saying, this is not just an invitation to make disciples. And it's not just an invitation to go out and to uh, cast out demons, to heal the sick, and yeah. to preach the gospel about the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. It's a call. It's a command. Mm-hmm. And if you bear the name Christian, you're expected to do this. Hmm. That's what you know Jesus is getting at here. And so I'm encouraging uh, myself, you, mm-hmm. you listening, to step out and do what Jesus did. That's yeah, I do. think one of, so what stuck out to me in this whole passage is probably um, the next part, the next kind of section. So Jesus names um, 
the 12 mm-hmm. and then you have verse five um where they're kind of like okay you're set out go reach the lost sheep of israel this is verse seven as you go preach this message the kingdom of heaven is near so out of this whole chapter which is just jam-packed with stuff i think verse seven for me is probably like pay attention and so two parts as you go so i think before we can really even um step into the kingdom of heaven being near one thing that i know i had to do for sure and need to do every day is just relinquish my expectation for what that's going to look like like jesus is going to tell us Mm. like this is this is what you do but how it looks i mean that's as you go and so we kind of have like this guilt that'll build up or i'll speak for myself because it's like oh you know i'm supposed to be doing this or we're talking about this and i and i should step in there and serve and no like Jesus is coming to empower, not to give us this fear and guilt and like almost shame, like, hey, you should be volunteering at youth ministry every week, every night of the week. No, no, no. It's as you go, which is very much like the Shema from Deuteronomy. We talk mm-hmm. about this all the time. Lying so down, that's in Deuteronomy. Yeah. Yes, it's as you go. So impress these beliefs on your children, in your walking, in your lying down, in your getting up, write them on your gates. So as you go to me here in verse seven, literally means Bobby, as you're preparing breakfast or eating breakfast mm-hmm. or um, getting dressed or folding laundry as you go. Let's have the audio Bible in the background. Let's have worship music playing. Yeah. Let's have conversation um, with my little ones that are in my proximity. And so just relinquishing the expectation, like it should look like this. No, no. Um, God's empowered you to be creatively you in your moment as you go. Which it could be, it could be volunteering what? at youth group. It could be folding it laundry. Be. You it said could that, be, like yeah. it should be doing that for yeah, some people. For and some. so I think that's the, the key phrase was as you go. Yeah. And then the next one, um, this is the message. The kingdom of heaven is near. So I think sometimes like the message can be, construed different ways or what it could look like or, or should look like, you know, well, you know, you really need forgiveness or you really need like these attributes or these things. And an all encompassing way of saying that is just the kingdom is here. Like there's urgency, there's, um, you know, the truth of, of the message is kind of this just broad statement. Like whether I'm loving you, I'm washing your feet. The truth of all that is, Hey, Jesus is alive. Yeah. For us now on the other side of the cross. And yeah. so that's kind of what stuck out to me. For sure. For the next section. What were you going to say? I would say as you transition from there, yeah. he gives them expectations as to like what this is, what their experience is going to be like to some regard. Not necessarily like, hey, sure. you're going to go left and you're going to go right and here's how they're going to respond to you. Yeah. He just says, expect hardship. Mm-hmm. If, you right. go, if you jump ahead <laughs> to 16, he says, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. Mm-hmm. Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and innocent as doves. Mm-hmm. Be on your guard. You'll be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you'll be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what you need to say. Mm-hmm. For it not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. And then he continues to explain how even within family, there's going to be dysfunction. Mm-hmm. But for us today, I'm just, I'm, I'm rendering like, okay, we're not getting flogged in synagogues. But I do think that the voice of the world is so loud yeah. and so in your face I am not promoting bullhorns. I am not promoting John 316 <laughs> signs good. down Alondra Boulevard, the 91 freeway right now. I don't think that's very helpful. I don't think that's very organic or natural or winsome most of the time. Can God use it? Sure. I'm not choosing that way. 
However, I do think we need to be a little more uh, affirmative, a little more um, intentional, a little more, I'm not sure if aggressive is the right word, but also like, here's what we believe. Bold. Yeah. yeah. And, and conviction. Yeah. Bold yeah. with conviction. Yeah. Like, here's what we go. Mm -hmm. Expect opposition. Yeah. But go. Mm -hmm. And I think some of us need to sit down and actually find out what are our convictions. Do I really believe this? Because if you really believe mm -hmm. it, we got to get to a place that we're willing to go to receive pushback mm -hmm. and say, okay, well, I'm going to be kind and gracious and God honoring in all of everything I say and do. But here's mm -hmm. what's true. The kingdom of God is near. Yeah. And I'm going to go preach the gospel. I'm going to pray for healing. Mm -hmm. I'm going to address evil in the name of Jesus, cast it out mm -hmm. and expect hardship. Yeah. And so I think it was my Peloton ride the other day. They're like, you can't get the word testimony without test. And you're going to have Amen. a test in your testimony. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's actually one of the more helpful lines I've heard <laughs> in the Peloton writing experience, yeah. which I, I do like that. It's a fun workout. Um, but in the testimony, the word test literally is right there. And as you and I bump up into people, yeah. we're going to experience hardship. And, mm -hmm. and it's mm -hmm. through that the Lord promises the Holy Spirit is going to guide you when you're seeking the kingdom of God. Yeah. When you're pursuing the things of the Lord and there is opposition, God's going to use you. Right. You know, you might not say things the way you want to say them or remember every Bible verse perfectly and articulate it very sophisticatedly. And all it's like, do your best, be obedient in the yeah. moment and trust that the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to be guiding and convicting and nudging and softening and doing his work. Yeah. And so what's our testimony? Mm -hmm. We're going to go through hardships. It's going to be difficult. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. Well, that actually, before we move forward, I want to go back to verse nine and 10. And with that thought in mind, it sounds like this. Do not take along any silver or gold or copper in your belts. Um, take no bag for the journey or extra tunic or sandals or staff for the worker is worth his keep. And so like you saying, like figure out your conviction that actually like th the equipment that's being used in the moment is you yeah. like you are going in and God's going to use you. And I think that's why like um, sifting and separating, separating that conviction and those like mm -hmm. the, the things that are of like the kingdom and of truth and holding on to those things because we, you know, we need the stuff, you know, we do like God can use tunics and copper and silver. But I think the point is saying like on this mission, as you go, remembering that the kingdom is near and, and preaching that message, you are the gift, you are the equipment mm -hmm. and you're the vessel by which I'm going to come. Yep. And so let's believe it and step in. And yeah. I think that that's kind of like, that's almost, that's before the step in is like, let me deal, like, let me, you know, sift and yeah. sit with that and then step in. Yeah. yeah. And then as the chapter continues to kind of unfold before us, there's a reminder that there's going to be tension even within our homes. Yeah. And he unpacks that more in just a few verses. And in that, remember, there's a spiritual realm at stake. Mm -hmm. There's a physical mm -hmm. realm and there's a spiritual realm. And so I'm reading now verses like 26, uh, 27, 28. Mm -hmm. Verse 28 says, don't be afraid then of those who can kill your body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And my takeaway from that is I think mm -hmm. of how often... I have conversations with people just the other night, a guy gave up yeah. drinking. I was like, cool. If you feel like you need to do that and that's going to be a good thing for you, I'm glad. But the motivation was his weight. And he's like, I got to, you know, how is this oh. affecting my body and my physique yeah. and my health? Mm. And oftentimes we ask ourselves that question is how does this drink? How does this food? How does this purchase affect my body, uh, my lifestyle, mm. my time? 
And what we're being invited to think through here is how does this affect my soul? Hmm. Look at things with an eternal perspective. As you're going, as you're Mm -hmm. preaching, as you're healing, expect tension. God's going to use you as the vessel today. Um, expect opposition, but know that there is an, an eternal perspective and there's a, the soul that matters. Mm-hmm. God can change the heart. Ask yourself, how is what I'm doing? How is what I'm reading? How is what I'm eating and drinking affecting my soul? Because mm-hmm. that is what God cares about. And that is what will be in one of two places forever. Now, granted, God right. promises again to remake our bodies, new heavens, new earth. We can talk about that another time. But here he's <laughs> saying, where's your heart at? Yeah. Where's your soul? Is it with the Lord or is it elsewhere? Hmm. And it just continues to get more and more tense. Hmm. So as it rinds down, looking at verses 34 through 39, he says kind of, uh, kind of stops you in your tracks when you read that. Yeah. Verse 34. Mm-hmm. Do not suppose I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother. A daughter-in-law, I get the in-laws in there, against her mother-in-law. <laughs> a man's enemies will be the members of his own household. And he continues to talk about mm-hmm. this. Like, what time out? I thought Jesus was the Prince of Peace. Like, Christmas time is going to be here soon. Yeah, and right. He's the Prince of Peace. And mm-hmm. what's he talking about a sword? Because I remember when, when Peter uh, cuts off some dude's ear with the sword when Jesus is getting arrested. And Jesus says, no, put that away. I'm not mm-hmm. about violence. I'm mm-hmm. not about that. So then what's Jesus getting at? Yeah. Tell I think us. what he's getting at here is the message of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of God is here, is uh, like a sword in that it severs and it separates and it slices. And mm-hmm. so Matthew also talks about separating the sheep from the goats. It talks about believers and non-believers. It, John talks about light and darkness and how Jesus has come. And there yeah. actually is a line where you will believe or you won't believe. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is going to be divisive within family units where some people do believe and follow and step in the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and some people don't. Yeah. So Jesus is not running around with an Excalibur <laughs> fighting, right. although that would be a sight to see. <laughs> um, he is coming back one day with that. But right now he's saying the gospel message itself is yeah. going to be offensive to people when they are more worried about their own kingdoms than the kingdom of God. Mm. So, yeah. That's a good word. I mean, I'll just finish there with verse 49. 39, bro. 39. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever mm. loses his life for my sake will find it. I think that's just a weighted verse again in a really jam-packed chapter, just kind of en- encapsulating again, like Jesus has come. Now for us in 2022, he's died, he's resurrected, Holy Spirit's living in our heart. We're empowered to do these things. So will we take it seriously? Like, will we believe? Will we buy into the message that's truth? We're talking to Kirby about this. We're reading Case for Christ for Kids, mm-hmm. and she's just bringing up great questions that I are just that like... I my sermon yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so it's just been so helpful to sit down and a joy to, to talk through, like, this is who we get to believe in. Yeah. This is what he did for you. And now because of that, Kirby, because of that, and because we believe that, we're going to hide our life in him. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose our life because we're going to be found in Jesus Christ. And, and then that's what the chapter's talking about, yeah. about as you go about the kingdom near, because we're in Christ, we get to do these things. Um, so Matthew chapter 10, jam packed, full of stuff. Or as Kit says, boom, baby. That's all we got. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thanks for tuning in. As always, we're hoping that you dive into the word and this is just secondary and supplemental to what you're already reading. Pass it on, share it, ask somebody what they're reading. God bless you.
The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.